Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, this is probably going to be end up being a three-part series. Um, me and uh, this is a good friend of mine, Ryan McGuire. We just ended up talking way longer than I thought we were going to. Um, we have a lot of good conversations, so uh, this is exactly what I was hoping it was going to be. Um, please let me know what you thought, and um, don't forget to subscribe on all of your favorite podcast listening apps. Um, yeah, you can visit rpgdigital.com and get subscribed. Thanks. Friends do business with friends. Right. That's just how it works. Yeah, we're in West Texas. This is good old boy land. It's you... and, and it's true everywhere. That The good old boy thing, I actually think the good old boy thing exists everywhere. It we, does. we do talk about it being a West Texas thing, but I really think it's it exists. If you're going to give someone a million dollars, you're not going to give them a million dollars from someone you just met. We are, um, I'm not even sure this is like a weird reboot of what we're doing, but we are here today um, with Mr. Ryan McGuire. Um, of Armic Systems, is that correct? That's correct. Cool. So, Ryan, um, you were on a earlier version of our podcast. I think you were actually probably one of our first first five guests ever. Um, wow. I don't remember this at all. Right? Yeah, I remember for Grubstar. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly what it was. So, and I, I wanted to tell you a real quick story because this is super important. Um, I think I've told you this before, but I really want people hearing this understand um, why, like. And this will tie into what we're talking about later, why like the collaboration thing is so important. Your podcast that we did with you actually led to several tens of thousands of dollars for my business. Wow. Just because we were on the podcast, right? And that from a number of different ways, like right? people watching it, people you knew watching it, people they knew, what you know what I mean? Like it was right. just weird. And then the connections of those people leading to other people was so interesting to me in the way that that organically worked out. Yeah, that's um, amazing. So I just, I thought that was really interesting. So you're back again. Um, you are building a company called Armic Systems. Yes. And you, I know for sure you do websites. You guys excuse the cat. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know for sure you build websites. What else do you got going on? Yeah. So, uh, so one of the, the primary things that I'm doing aside from the websites is digital representation. And so it's a really neat thing where I jump in. If somebody's been working with a vendor for digital advertising or they need any type of representation in the digital field at all, I jump in and act on their behalf. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going into a relationship and hang, saying, hey, we need to start paying somebody different or you need to start paying me for this. If you don't really know what you're doing in sure. digital advertising and you want somebody that is well-versed in it uh, to jump in and sure. act on your behalf, then that's... That's what I'll do. As a liaison between to like sort out all of the weird um, dialogue that gets thrown around in our industry. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You might be working with somebody who's very technically skilled, yep. but they might not be able to translate the data that they receive from your advertising into something that actually makes sense to you. And so that's where I come in. Right. I look at the data and I tell you what's working, what isn't. And thankfully, more often than not, it aligns with what your digital marketer is trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Other times we have uncovered instances where whoever you're working with might not be honest. Yeah. And it's very important to have somebody that's that's an objective set of eyes that's going to look at that data for you and make sure you're spending your dollar wisely. And it, it's, yeah, and you know what sucks? And it's true, because and we were talking about this on the way over here, that it is very easy to get lost in the jargon and lost in what's actually happening, especially online, because you have to know what to look for. Yeah. And if you don't know what to look for, it is pretty easy to get taken advantage of. Absolutely. And one of the problems that I see more often than not is people 
encouraging business owners to look at the wrong thing. And so uh, one of the primary examples is that, of that is that a click-through rate is important for the ads that you serve. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times a good click-through rate isn't necessarily a driver for business and for conversions and actual sales. And so you'll have a digital advertiser that sits there and tells you, okay, well, you know, you're, you, what you're doing with me is working incredibly well because the click-through rate is high. But then if you were to look at other metrics like conversions, uh, whether that be somebody signing up for a newsletter, somebody actually purchasing something from your website, somebody calling your business, nothing's happening. And so you've got this, this vanity metric basically of, oh, cool, people are clicking on my ad. And that's a good indicator that the ad might resonate with them. But what we want to determine is if it's what if it's actually generating revenue for your business. Yeah. Because otherwise, why are you spending the money? Yep. Are you making money? Is there ROI there? But then it's understanding what that ROI actually is. So something I have a conversation with people sometimes about is what is it they're trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Again, on the way over here, we were talking about the difference between um, making sales online and brand building, right? Yeah. So there, and like understanding if your goal is to is primarily to make sales, you're maybe not worrying about things like impressions. Right. Right? You're looking at dollar return. Um, but then if you flip that and you have like your goal is brand awareness for a very specific industry, well then like you probably need to not worry about the immediate sales coming in and more worrying about how many people are actually seeing it and engaged with the content we're producing, right? Exactly. So there, there's a lot of difference that goes in there. So the main topic that I wanted to, to talk to you about today was, um, now that we've got that part out of the way, the main thing I wanted to talk to you about was the positive, the positive side of collaborating with other people in the industry. Um, we, I think that, and this is not just in our industry, I think this is normal across the board for all industries in my opinion, is I don't think that um, we spend enough time trying to collaborate with each other because I think some people look at it as a... A constant competition right right which in some ways and I understand that it is right like we're all trying to make our money um, but I think that and I think you agree with me on this when I say that there's enough fish in the sea for us all that like fighting against each other is probably more detrimental than it is anything else absolutely um, I, you know, a good example of that in the, the need not to be concerned about competition, uh, I read a stat in, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'll look up the actual stat after we, we do this and maybe we could edit it. But mm-hmm. I, I believe that something around $100 billion was spent on digital advertising in the U.S. alone in the like 2017, 2018 range. And the idea that you could be concerned about competition to the level that you won't collaborate with people in your field at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a field that is generating $100 billion annually in the United States is mind-blowing to me because there's a big enough pie that all of us can have a slice and work together, and there's plenty of business that we're missing out of collectively. Yeah, Like there's just so much money being spent on advertising that we don't need to be worried about the guy next door who might have a client that we had our eyes after mm-hmm. or our eyes on. You know, um, People get in a bubble, right? They do. They see like... It's like we see, we see, like I was saying, like we see the fish somebody else caught and we want that fish instead of just fishing for our own. Right. We're in a lake. It's like you forget that there's, there's so many more, more fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so funny. But yeah, it's true. And it, you know, it's funny and I'll, I'll relate this to people that are listening because I have this weird cross audience where there's like business people and like my drum corps friends. The same thing goes on with drum corps too. Like there's 
millions of kids across the U.S. who are in marching band who may want to march drum corps, we do not have to do things like poaching other students. Right. We don't have to do that. And it blows my mind that that happens so often. Um, of course, there's there's some you know weird tensions that happen. Like we, we, we lost, I lost a kid the other day to, he got a contract at a different group and uh, it's okay. We're not going to fight him. We're not going to, you know, like hold him to the fire with his contract or whatever. Um, but it's, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I think the same thing applies to like all businesses in my, in my opinion. Like we, I just, I don't understand the concept of it. You know what it, I think it boils down to sometimes is people being like, jealous isn't the word I'm looking for, but it's a form of jealousy when we see like we're envious of the success of somebody else. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, we, for some reason, like, some people just intuitively want to take that away from other people. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. There are people, they've got this almost reactive mindset. They're going to see what you're doing and then use that as a, as a trigger for them to act rather than just driving themselves to get their own business, yep. better themselves, and focus on their clientele. They're going to constantly be looking to you for what you're doing who you're grabbing and, and yeah. it, it almost, it, they lead themselves into this, this, uh, feeling that they're, that they're losing something anytime someone else is gaining. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Yep. Uh, and it's a really destructive mindset. Some of the people that I've seen that were very ambitious and have failed, whether it be digital marketing or really any industry are those that are so worried about what other people in their industry are doing mm-hmm. that they never worry about what they are doing themselves. Yep. And so I have a really interesting, I have an interest. So there was a client I had a while back who I was constantly fighting with about, um, another group that was doing similar things where it was, it was constantly like, well, they're doing X, Y, Z while they're doing X, Y, Z. And it would constantly came back and like, I don't care what they're doing. It doesn't matter. And it shouldn't matter. Because if you, the same thing, like if you're spending all of your time chasing them, like we want that the other way around. Like you're spending effort chasing them instead of trying to make you something that they should be chasing. And um, yep. it's the same, again, same thing that happens with Compass. Like we, I spend zero time thinking about what other groups are doing because they have zero bearing on what, we're, what we are. Exactly. And it shouldn't. Yeah, uh, I think it's Stephen Covey who talks about your circle of influence versus your circle of, uh, oh my gosh, there's another circle that you can't influence, but your circle of influence is what you should be focused on not not the things that happen around you that you have no, no control no control over yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll come to me here later um, but it's a really powerful thing to recognize that all you can ultimately do is focus on your business you can focus on other people's businesses but then you won't be successful yeah um, and that that leads back to why collaboration is such a big deal for me because if I am focusing on my business, in recognizing that something in your business and a talent that you have as somebody else in the industry might benefit what I'm doing with my business and I reach out to you and we're able to work something out and work together, then we both win. Yep. Like there's no way to lose there unless one of us is, is you know, shady sure. and the, the end goal is to like take a client or something like that. But mm-hmm. ideally... Which does you, happen. It does. It does happen. Like, you know, but I actually think that being being more open and just being okay with the repercussions of that is probably a better idea. Um, I don't always follow that advice. 
you know, I was telling you earlier, like I am a little more private about the clients that we have now because I've been, we, I've had people that have kind of swooped in and, and stuck, taken things from under the rug for me. But I don't think that that is a testament at all to us. It shouldn't be. I actually think that if you are the person that comes in and tries to sweep someone else away, even if you win that client, I don't know that a good client is going to look at that as a positive trait. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? Well, let's look at this. Let's let's just you know take it as a as a relationship analogy. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're dating somebody. Have you seen Temptation Island? And no. Oh my God! I have a I have a metaphor <laughs> for this. I think that let, let's see. Okay, this I gotta check good. it. But but this is the way I think about it because relationships are similar in all regards: professional, uh, you know, intimate, mm-hmm. uh, familial. Like so so the idea that I have is that you know if you have a relationship with a person and they're unhappy in that relationship and they're seeking, then they're eventually going to go somewhere else or your relationship's just going to be crap. Mm-hmm. And so nobody nobody wins in that situation. Yep. Uh, you can love that person. You can do good work for them. But if they want to go somewhere else, then then they'll, they'll find a way. Yep. You can also be in a relationship where what you have going on is very good and there are suitors and other people that are interested in your partner that are going to come in and express their interest and they're going to try to woo them in a variety of ways. They're going to try to give them more attention. They're going to talk about, they're going to show them their shiny brand new car and see if they want to go out for a ride. Mm -hmm. There's a variety of things that they'll do to try to win over that person in the relationship. But ultimately, if you're meeting the person's needs and you're doing good for them and with them, then they're going to stay around. They're going to stick around. Yep. So if I am constantly focused on being good to the people that I work with, and offering a good product and staying on top of trends and just generally doing good work, then I don't care what other people are doing because they're not going to take my clients away. Right. The clients that leave for one reason or another, that they would leave anyway. Yeah. You know? Um, so I know for a fact, like you mentioned, you know, people will steal. But yeah. the thing is, I don't stand, I might stand to lose a client here or there because I'm too open with who I work with. But for every client that leaves, that's a signal to others that this, if, 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 a, if an agency robbed me of that client, for instance, that A, maybe there's something that I needed to get better at. Yeah. And it's a signal to myself that I need to do more in a certain area. Or B, it just wasn't a fit. Because if you think that you're going to fit everybody, you're wrong. Right. I mean, that's just period. We are human we establish human relationships with each other that go beyond just the transaction that we're making. Yeah. And, uh, and so that plays into it. And if somebody actually uses like shady business tactics to take a, a client away, then that'll be exposed too. Yep. Um, you know, there's not, there's not anything that anybody can do to you in business legally that's not going to have <laughs> right. that's not going to have like you know social repercussions and repercussions for them business wise like down the road yeah um, yeah i think that um this is the business thing is so interesting especially for you and me like we're we're so young that there's the amount of time that we have ahead of us is interesting to think about sometimes because i think that i know sometimes i get caught in like and of course everybody gets caught into this like like we've got bills to pay right so of course we're going to get caught into like making the money now, but like understanding that every like micro loss that exists doesn't mean jack for 20 years down the line. You know, um, it's something I've thought about a lot, like in my personal life, for example, 
um, you know, when I was in my early, early 20s, um, I guess now I'm in my late 20s. It's weird <laughs> to say, but in early 20s, um, there was a lot of like micro, um, at the time they didn't feel micro, but there was a lot of micro personal things that I was dealing with that caused me to like, I went into a weird spiral two-year depression. Yeah. I shouldn't have because when I look back at it now, like, wow, well, how stupid was I to let that matter because I was 21, you know? And I think the same thing can be applied to business all the time too. Like, you're going to, of course, people are going to lose clients. Of course, you're going to lose stuff. Of course, people are going to steal things. Of course, like, not every collaboration you make is going to be the most beneficial thing in the world. And some of them may be up, may end up being like negative, but it's not going to affect I think the the net gain that happens from taking those risks is way outweighs any negativity that may happen. Absolutely. You know? Because I think I think about so let's talk about like you and me, for example. Um, what does this relationship look like in ten years? Right. There's honestly no telling. Exactly. And then this is something I think we limit ourselves incredibly. What I the person that I was and the things that I was pursuing in twenty seventeen are similar in regards because I'm the same person. But in, you know, very objective, actual, you know, instances, it's entirely different than what I did in 2018 and 2018 is entirely different than what I'm focused on in 2019. And Mm -hmm. you can break that, you can break that down even further into half years, quarters, even months. You know, what we focus on, even if it can be under the same guise, I'm not saying like you're changing businesses every year or anything like that, but 10 years from now, there's no telling what you and I could be doing together. Yep. But if I never established a relationship with you because yep. we were in a similar field or the same field. And you just, if you decided to put a wall up. Right. If I decided to put a wall up or actively antagonize you yeah. and, and tear you down, then then who knows what potential gains in the future we could be losing out on. Yeah. 100%. So I actually – so this is really interesting to think about in um, – I'm going to talk specifically in drum corps world, but this also exists in business land for me. There are people who I, um, who were incredibly, incredibly um, mean. It's probably the most tame word to use there. Um, who were just terrible people to me early on in um, the the drum corps career thing that you know that I was building. For um, whatever reason, they decided to do that, which is fine. Um, and I'm thinking of two people specifically um, that were in very similar roles, but that handled the situation so much differently. Mm-hmm. One person antagonized me and sent me, I hope he listens to this. I really do. <laughs> he sent me a picture of, do you know this the scene from Lion King when Scars oh, like has the claws Mufasa. inside Mufasa and is like, you know, who's the king now or something? I don't know what the yeah. exact quote is and like throws him off. He sent me that picture. Oh my God. Right. It's a long backstory to this. So right? you were Mufasa. In I that. was Mufasa in the situation. Okay, um, and at the time, totally relevant. I was going down. That's what was happening. There was a lot of bullshit that was happening. Um, but now, for just four years later, this is this is a blink of an eye. And we talk about lifespans. Just four years later, I'm now back in a position where I I will never hire him because right. of that situation. Never, ever, ever. No matter how good he was, and he was good at what he does. I will never hire him. I will never recommend him for anybody. If everybody, anybody ever asks me, you know, what kind of person this guy is, I'm going to send them that picture. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that stuck in my mind. That relationship was broken because of that. There's another person that was in a very similar situation who um, it messaged me and was like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Like, you know, tried to handle the situation way, way better, way more professional. Um, I ran into him at TMEA at a bar 
and we had a couple of drinks together. We, like, re, we're pretty good friends now. Not really good friends. I see them every once in a while, but they just the two different people handle it so differently that, and in forever in my mind, there um, one person matters and the other person I don't care about at all, and, I, and to ne- to a negative effect. Right. And I think we I think we have to be careful about that sometimes because, um, and I think we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty of like sometimes pushing away people for whatever reason we do, you know, we do. Of course, you know, it's, it's business sometimes too. Like I've got clients that I don't have good relationships right now anymore. Um, and I think that, I think we're all guilty of that at some point. Um, but I think it's important to be careful about, you know, making sure that every single relationship, whether it's business or not, leaves on a the most positive note as po- possible because you really never know. You know, um, I talked to students at I, last camp we had, a, we had a meeting with our students. And I told them, I was like, you know, we were talking about hazing and bullying uh-huh. and stuff. And I'm like, you know, it may, you know, it may seem funny right now, you know, and I get it. I've been your age before. Um, but at some point, like you don't know who that person you're bullying is going to turn into in 20 years. Like you never, Bill Gates, I'm sure was bullied pretty badly. I don't think people make fun of him anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that's a fantastic example. And, and it's funny. Some of the best relationships that I have with people are with individuals who I might've been counseled, like, like do not hang out with that person yeah. or they're not worth your time yeah. or, you know, that they're never going anywhere. You need to spend your time with people that are somewhere mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we're going to, you need to hang out in the right crowds. And I'm not talking about hanging out with people that are actively destroying their lives sure. or that are negative influences on you. I mean, talk, giving people a chance that, that other people might not give that person. If that you know what's sense. weird to me? Isn't it weird that like, so I'm, I'm just imagining the situation there. Like what kind of pedestal do you have to place yourself on to say that about another person? In, right. You know what I mean? Like that's just, that's interesting to me to think about because I don't, there are maybe two people I've ever met in my life that I would say, you know, they're not worth spending time with um, or don't hang out with them. You know what I mean? two people ever in my life that I can think of. Um, and even then it's only because of my personal feelings and not for any other reason. Right. Um, I actually don't, man, that's interesting to think about because I think anybody, I think everybody's got something. Yeah. Everybody has redeeming qualities and very positive qualities and they might have the complete opposite qualities that are just absolutely terrible. Some people will never see those terrible qualities for one reason or another, and other mm. people will never see those positive qualities. Mm-hmm. And it might be that person's fault. Like somebody might give you every chance in the world, but for some reason, every time you interact, you fail them. Yeah. And it sucks, yeah. but that's just kind of a fact of life. They might have somebody that they've interacted with and every single interaction that they've had has been positive and caused both parties to grow. And, and yeah, so I, so I never discount a person entirely and I, I'll do the same. They're, they're probably, they're, they're less than a handful of people who I would actively tell people that like, you don't want to be involved with them. And a lot of times it's, you don't want to be involved with them right now. They're sure. not in a good place. Recent things have happened. Like, like uh, I'm all about second chances and third chances and fourth and fifth and sixth chances and, and beyond, uh, because people can change. Yep. Um, but there are instances where you do need to stay away. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a real that's thing. That's the, um, like, hanging out with people. What is it, the um, 10 people 
you surround yourself with or you know I don't know what it is like if I if I don't know what the quote was exactly but it's like if you show me your five closest friends I'll show you what you'll turn into got you yeah Yeah. I've heard that Uh, I I think that's super uh, flip totally flip the switch on here because we were just talking about like I also think that there are times when you need to cut people out of your life out of your lives um I have a friend that I'm listening that's probably listening to this right now who's (laughs) she's she's not she's gonna know this is directed towards her but like there are times when um, some people logically you understand logically are not good for you mm-hmm. um, and maybe emotionally that conflicts with that a little bit but like I think sometimes like we, we do have to take a step back and separate ourselves emotionally from somebody because logically they do not have a positive impact um, I've got friends that I've cut out of my life not go away I hate you Right, but just like I don't know if I want to hang out with you because like your your grand your ambition doesn't match mine, you know. Yeah, um, I do have friends like that. That's okay. Yeah, you you still love those people, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope that you would. And that's that's the same thing. You have to be careful how you spend your time, and in, in you know how much you let people in. Yeah, that's. I know we are getting off on a tangent on this, but it is a very real thing. And if you are an entrepreneur, or have just started a business. Uh, or really just just people in general, you have to be cautious about those that you work with. Yeah. And so I know that the object of this was collaboration yeah. and the positive sides of that. And we've touched a little bit on the negative sides of, of, of collaborating with people, both professionally and just associating with them yeah. in general. Well, and I think it's important um, people, like especially in business world, understanding that like, in especially in B2B, like we talk about business relationships, it's just relationships. Right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yeah, there are boundaries, of course, that we set when it becomes a business relationship necessarily. But at the end of the day, we're just people. Right. We're not very good at putting up those boundaries. You yeah. know what I mean? As a, I think as human beings as a whole, we're not very good at setting boundaries for you know saying well, this is a professional relationship and this is just you know I don't think we're very good at that as a whole. People are not. Right. Because we want to connect. Yeah. That's I mean almost every action that we take is is in seeking a connection with another person in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why networking is so important, which is why <laughs> I am terrible at doing that. We've talked about this before, yeah. right? Like I hate, I hate going to networking events. I don't know why, cause I'm incredibly extroverted. Um, you would think that I would like going to that stuff. Um, but I actually think that I'm missing out on a lot of business opportunities for not being involved with that. Uh, that's a really funny thing that you bring up and we have talked about it before. The networking side of networking events is actually not an appeal to me. Like I cannot mm-hmm. stand going into a room full of people and walking with up agendas to each one. in mind, right? With an agenda and yes. saying, "I've got a pocket full of business cards, and I'm going to hand out every one of these business cards tonight, and I'm going to spend no more than ninety seconds with each person that I meet, and then oh it's on to the next one." There's tactics at play. Oh yeah, people definitely. Uh, you'll you'll you can seek those people out. Like if you go, let's just say the Chamber of Commerce, the business after hours, and if you're at those events, uh, you know, often, then you will be able to spot the people that are there to interact and build meaningful relationships mm-hmm. with the people that they're doing business with, versus the people that are there to to snipe the sure. you know you know different targets. People that the are audience. in sales mode, right? 
Yeah. Right. And to me, that mode, yeah, it can work for you because I've I've made business deals and, and worked with people That's as a result so of them effort. coming up to me when networking. <laughs> yeah, but but there's no fun there. And mm-hmm. I would honestly say, like like I've met people that are active in those types of realms for several months. Mm-hmm. They get the business that they wanted out of it, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And for those like myself that want to form relationships with people and care more, I have to wonder whether or not any of the business that they conducted was was genuine. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have a genuine relationship and, and people talk about millennials wanting to have genuine relationships and I think that that's a very true thing, not just sure. of our generation but of people in general. And if you don't believe that, then you're stifling it in yourself mm-hmm. somehow um, because of past experiences or opinions. You know what's funny? I actually don't think it's just a millennial thing. I don't I, think it's it is. Not a, I think what the difference is is that we're more open about admitting that that's the truth. Yes. Um, man, I'm going to get some old people hating me on me right now. Um, but it's just, you know, <laughs> and of course, and I said old people. I didn't mean it that way. Um, older <laughs> people. Um, no, I really think we all, it's just human nature to enjoy meaningful relationships. Um, why is it any different that I say, like, that's the truth? Like, the, I don't want to do business with someone I don't know. Right. That's anybody, anybody, doesn't matter your age, understands that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if unless what you're doing or selling is 100% transactional, like if I were the owner of a 7-Eleven, I wouldn't need to know every single person that came sure. in and bought gas. Sure. But if I'm going to do any type of service where I'm going to have to interact with you on a regular basis, mm-hmm. then yeah, I want to know who you are. Of course. Before I enter any type of relationship. Of course. With you. And you know the biggest, the reason why, the biggest clue to that not being a millennial general generation thing is the way business is conducted at the higher, the higher echelons of our our country um friends do business with friends right that's just how it works yeah we're in west texas this is good old boy land it's you... and, and it's true everywhere that the good old boy thing i actually think the good old boy thing exists everywhere it we, does. we do talk about it being a west texas thing but i really think it's it exists if you're going to give someone a million dollars you're not going to give them a million dollars from someone you just met it doesn't work that way you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, it, I think it works that way. Like, again, unless you're buying, you know, a pack of Funyuns, it, <laughs> it matters, you know? I'd pay a million for a pack of Funyuns right now. <laughs> Funyuns are good. Heck yeah. 